Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts, Josh, Ben and Charlotte. How I, I didn't give you our full names. I think people know who we are though. Yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> Josh Hartley, Ben Porter, Charlotte Porter. Hello. Hello. How, how are we all doing guys? Very good. Yeah, doing okay. Coming, coming towards the end of a week. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Long week, short week. All my days just blend blurring it one now. <laughs> we were saying earlier, like yeah, yeah you, you, every day's ev- every day's baby day. Yeah, I don't know if today was. I had to ask you what day it was today because yeah. I was just. Like, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I think that happens when you've had your second child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Jumanji problem. Yeah. No. Uh, so. Yeah, where do we go from Jumanji? Uh, yes. Uh, it, we're having a ramble episode, basically. Yes. Yep. I think is th- we've been unprepared this week. We've been caught with our collective trousers down. I, I just, I've just been busy. Yeah. I, um, there we go. There's, there's the excuses. Um, yeah. So obviously, the big thing in the news is that Essen has happened. It's been, it's gone. Uh, we really need to get caught up on what yeah. has been there. Obviously, none of us were able to attend. Boo. Sad faces. But we do know some people that win. Yeah, so we'll, we'll catch up with them, uh, and we'll catch up with um, the, the latest that has come out of that, and we'll we'll talk properly. We'll, about pro- we'll probably pick some of the the games that launched at Essen yeah. as our highlights, and then maybe talk a bit more about them. Mm-hmm. But in the meanwhile, we have um, we've actually just been enjoying doing some gaming, but. Do we want to do? Uh, we've got a bit of announcement about our Patreon. Yes. Uh, we, should we? Should we? Should we do that first? Yes. So we have decided to renew, revitalize, rejuvenate, rejuvenate whatever reword you want to throw mm. in there. Our Patreon service. Yes. So what we've decided to do is to try and streamline the unlucky frog entirely. We are migrating to a Discord server. We're hopefully. We can then sort of take all the Twitter stuff, all the Facebook stuff, all the Patreon stuff and have it all together. To accompany that, we are doing away with all of the higher tiers. So previously we did have a a dollar tier, a five dollar, ten dollar. We're doing away with all the higher ones and just having a one dollar tier, which will give you access to specific Patreon exclusive channels on the Discord server. Yeah, amongst which uh, you'll get to probably hear some of the embarrassing outtakes yes. that mm-hmm. I, I usually revolve around me. <laughs> usually, yes. it's quite accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, as as well as some uh, 
competitions for competitions, our Competitions, yes. As well. So we actually have our first competition running just now. We're going to do monthly board game competitions. So we have a copy of Villagers by Sinister Fish to give away this week, mm-hmm. this month rather. Um, so if you are a patron and you're on the Discord, you're automatically included in that draw. So yeah, yeah. So hop on and uh, just just have a chat with us as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually like pleasantly surprised at how active yes. it has been. Yeah. It's been good. So we, we've got all different um, channels on it as well. Uh, the the two I've been active in. Uh, most since it launched to probably the painting table and mm-hmm. uh, wargaming but there's role playing, there's board games uh, there's general chat there's all sorts of stuff Yeah. sometimes we just talk rubbish in general chat which is I nearly okay. posted something about uh, England's defeat at the Rugby World Cup but I Keep, knew that was, your head down. That, I knew that would have just been yeah. basically just inviting everyone to rip it out of me Yeah. and I don't need to do that <laughs> Don't need that. <laughs> don't do that don't need any more yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. Join, join the page. We'll have the, we'll have the links in yep. uh, the show notes. So, just to say, the Discord is open to anyone. Mm-hmm. But if you are a patron and your patron is connected to the Discord app, then you get access to all the hidden channels. Yeah. So I'll put the link for the patron and I'll put the link for the Discord server up too. Yeah. And you can get, of course, the Discord app on your phone. So it means that. It's like having all of us in your pocket. Having a Ben in your pocket. All the time. Ben in my pocket. Pocket Ben. <laughs> Gotta catch him all. <laughs> Gotta catch him all. Pocket Ben. Yep. Well, was not expecting that. <laughs> there we go. As, as if you needed more incentive to to become an unlucky frog patron. Yeah, yeah get to hear my singing voice more. Yeah. No, we'll get into that. Yet. We were even thinking we could maybe sort of live stream some stuff yeah. through the the voice chat. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, that that may be potentially that dangerous, a, but keep that for later. Yeah. 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 But exciting times ahead yep. and it'd be be great to have you on there with us. The more the merrier. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Exactly. Yeah. Back to villages. I haven't played it yet. Oh, we've played it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. We actually play, it's one of the games that I think we played back we played like four games of it back to back. Yeah, we we, we played played it about two or three times back yeah. to back. So I played the demo version at UK Games Expo twenty eighteen. Yeah. Right. But I haven't played it since, so how how is it? It's very slick. Yeah. Um it's pretty like if you've played any games that involve any sort of engine building, uh, you'll be in familiar territory. Mm-hmm. It's like a very sort of pure distillation of, of that kind of thing. Right. Um, but whereas a game like Gizmos, your engine can get mental and massive in mm-hmm. that with all sorts of weird things going on. Um, I think Villagers is a little bit more minimalist, a little bit more I did still think we were at a premium for table space, though. Because the more you've got... You felt that we struggled I for... I felt as yeah. I did anyway. I think see as see as much as people, what one of the the big pros that people put forward about card games is that, you know, there's minimal setup time and all that. A lot of card games can be real table hogs. Uh-huh. I found. Yeah. yeah, play play a game of Commando, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but villages. I mean, we'll we'll probably do a proper review of it at some yeah. point. Right. But... A, a round table review, I dare say. Yeah. Or a new format. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, generally you you you're liking it so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think it's it's a good it. good little game. I think that um, like like I, I I can see it possibly being a little bit divisive because it it's a very pure distillation of that sort of engine builder. I th- I think it's the kind of card game that would appeal to people that really like like resource management and the you know. So Josh. Yeah, the heavy Euro type. <laughs> I mean, games. I like this is yeah, it's got me all all over it. Yeah. Uh, what else have we been playing lately? Well, you played Parks. I did. Yeah. Um, you you were on baby duty baby at duty. that point, so you weren't. So I played Parks with Iona and Callum. Uh, like Santa. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Parks is of course the there's been quite a bit of buzz about it uh, on Kickstarter. It's uh, a game that. It uses the the artwork from a, a series of art prints of all mm-hmm. things uh, called the Fifty Nine Parks, and it was um, it it was a collaborative project. It was the, the fifty nine different artists and like graphic design companies, um, each designed a lithograph mm-hmm. to represent one of the fifty nine national parks of the United States of America. And someone decided worked really well in a, a board game. That yeah, I, I mean, not having played it, but just looked at it, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, and I think it's to to it's quite a crude comparison, but the, it has a lot in common with Takedo. Okay, and I think even thematically, it's got a lot in common because it's you're basically you're tourists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albeit. You know, in Takedo, you can go into shops and inns and things like mm-hmm. that. But fundamentally, they're they're both games where you're a, a tourist, albeit you know one year. It specifically refers to your your meeples as hikers because mm-hmm. uh, you're you're out in the wilderness as much as they're national parks. Um, they're massive. They're like, they're like nature reserves or conservation areas. Uh, uh really. Um, and I I think that the the theme of of being a tourist meshes really nicely with the artwork because not only are you playing someone who is wandering through these natural landscapes ad- admiring the, the, the beauty and the, the scenery you are playing a game simultaneously admiring the beauty mm-hmm of the scenery depicted and the artwork depicted, which is quite clever. Yeah. Um, just one of those really elegant designs where the the theme of the game and the artwork mesh really well. And pre- presumably it was a game where they looked at the artwork and designed the game around that. So you sure they you, they yeah. So you, they you, pick their theme. First. You you would expect then the the game to. To not be too great from that, because, I mean that that's that's quite a tall order, I think, to yeah to design a game from artwork, because it's not even that you've been given an IP and gone right design a game around this. It's specifically a, like a a series of prints. It's quite it's quite a quirky one, uh, but I I really enjoyed the game. Um, I've, I've, there there's definitely I think more replay value than Takedo because the trail is randomised mm-hmm. in each turn and then because you've got the deck of the, the 59 parks 
and you've got lots of other variables like you've got the season cards uh, you've got hidden objectives and things like that mm-hmm. and it's a very small footprint for for a game yeah. of its type as well which is great um, uh, all three of us really enjoyed it all in all I, I really liked the game the the artwork uh, is is just phenomenal for me it hit a lot of similar beats uh, to as as Koi did, right? Okay, um, but that's that's more I think artistically than strictly from from gameplay. But again, yeah. I had that 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 thing that I, I'd said about Koi, like you feel that you're directly interfacing with a piece of art. Mm-hmm. You feel like that with Parks, and it's one of those games where I think where where Koi can be a little bit aggressive in places, deceptively so, considering the theme. Yes. I think Parks is one of those games where I don't think you particularly care about winning or losing. All right. Because you just you're just playing through the experience, yeah. enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. Which again, I I I don't know necessarily whether that was intentional or not, but again, it it just meshes very nicely with what the game is. Yeah. You're it's quite nice happy. And chill. Just so having no, a, a meander on the tabletop. So no Mario Kart syndrome here. No. No Mario Kart syndrome here. Oh, I shall be the judge of that. Yeah, I think I think it's like anything. You you can play absolutely anything to to be hyper competitive. You could do the shopping in a hyper competitive way if you're so inclined. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think we don't talk often enough about how the people you play games with informs your mm. enjoyment of it. Because I think we, we've maybe mentioned before about how Warhammer Fantasy Battles is by no means the best miniatures war game in the world. But because we had a really good group of people that were playing that with... No, we, we really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, and, and to this day we remain very fond of it because you've got all those memories and all mm-hmm. those experiences attached to that. And if we were to do a review of, of Warhammer Fantasy and like purely an appraisal of it of its um of its theme its and the, the tactics and all that, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to act accurately accurately reflect how you feel about the game mm-hmm. from that. Just uh, getting a bit philosophical again. No, here, wow, deep. Yeah, deep. but it's true. And it's and I I think I I don't know I I would need to find a little bit more out about what people's expectations of a review is what you know whether they would prefer more personal feedback, and certainly it's something that I, I've seen quite a few people when they compare uh, criticism of video games, mm-hmm. which is you know that's matured because that's been around for quite a while, albeit tabletop games do predate video games as you said video games are a mature medium is a a mature medium whereas uh, in a sort of backward way tabletop games are still finding their feet or finding their feet again is maybe a more accurate way of of saying it Um, and so one of the criticisms I've seen a a lot of people make of, of tabletop game reviews is that tabletop game reviewers don't talk enough about how the game makes them feel yeah well yeah i often you you'd review you read a review of the game and it spends most of its time actually explaining what the game is and how to play it mm-hmm. rather than whether it's good or not yeah <laughs> and that it's not as if there's just one 
outlet doing that. I think yeah. a lot of media outlets fall into that trap, and right. I don't. I don't know why that is, because if anything, you have a lot more to explain in a video game, mm-hmm. because you've got a computer doing loads of stuff. Aye, but they don't do that in video game reviews. I don't. I don't know why. There's that need to constantly explain things with. Well, yeah, like to to compare it to another medium, though, right? Like, um, you. If you read a film review where they spent the ninety percent of the review actually telling you what the plot was, you'd be like, "Why have I read this?" Yeah, <laughs> telling you what the plot was and like what explaining what different cam- camera angles were and things like that. You'd be like, "What? This, this is weird." Yeah, but it's it's accepted. Yeah, um, in tabletop journalism for some reason. I know, weird. So Parks is good then. Parks is good. <laughs> I I think that. I think for me, to be honest, um, as far as artwork goes, mm-hmm. it's it, it's a prettier game than Wingspan. Ah, uh, I'd, I'd I'd need to I'd need to sit them side by side. I, that's kind of like what what looks better, this beautiful thing or this other beautiful thing, right? Like, but again, the, 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 there's a common thread there because you've got nature mm. and you've got you know albeit they do opt for some quite surreal colour palettes with some of the things but mm. it's there I think I think that they're there's still I think they've got enough in common that there is a comparison to be made there. Mm-hmm. I think for me when it comes to deciding of all the games this year which one was the best looking it's would I take a picture of that and hang it on my wall? Yeah. That that for me that that the, the criteria the is as simple as that is if you were to take a piece of artwork from that game and hang it on your wall, would that Spark's not therefore cheating because it was that before it was a game. <laughs> Maybe. But at the same time, I only first heard about Parks was uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. it became yeah. uh, a board game and I dare say that that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Alright. And te- te- technically, all art assets do start like that. You're not wrong. But anyway, uh, watch this space because we'll no doubt get uh, proper reviews of, uh, of Parks and indeed Wingspan yeah. at some point up soon. Yeah. Um, given that we're just, we're just having a bit of a catch up episode, do we think like something that happened in August? Have I missed the boat on that? Well,. Again, it, it it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because a, a lot of the time, I, I feel like I'm racing against the clock for reviews. Mm. But I think that that all feeds into that culture of uh, you know fear of missing out. Yeah, doesn't it? It's like you always have to have the new thing. You always have to hear about the new thing. What's wrong with talking about something you did a while back? Well, let's talk about something I did a while back. Not least because Tom keeps nudging me. We'll say keeps whinging at you. Yeah, um, so keeps, uh, keeps nagging you. <laughs> so as you'll know, uh, Tom runs our Pathfinder campaign, but he also runs another Pathfinder campaign, and once a year, or, or as we've done for the past two years now, uh, the two groups come together for one big long weekend game. And uh, this time, uh, rather than uh, as last year, we. Booked a conference room in a hotel in Glasgow. All right. Um, it was very formal. 
Good way of doing it, though, because it's a nice big table, lots of space and all that. Uh, but we, we, this time we actually just booked a house in the country and uh, just spent a long weekend away um, eating, drinking and playing role-playing games. And it was bloody awesome. Uh, so the plot, because our two groups are in separate periods of history in the same universe, was that some meddling alien creature race is travelling through time trying to disrupt the space-time continuum and destroy our universe. So we have been summoned by the powers that be to travel through time to correct the things that they have done. These alien races definitely, absolutely, 100% not the Borg from Star Trek. I am not a Star Trek fan. Well, Tom used Borg miniatures for them. (laughs) But they're not the Borg. Okay, got it. Not the Borg. Not the Borg. So, yeah. uh, So, we travel back to prehistoric times. uh, For a couple of woolly mammoths. (laughs) Amongst other things. And then, yeah, the two two of our groups got mixed up and split apart. And... and thrown into different periods of history as well. The one I was in was at the birth of, or the um, near birth of the dwarven civilization. Oh, that's in cool. our, yeah. yeah, I knew you'd like that. Yeah. Um, you, uh, so we were basically trying to to make sure that they did get reach the point where they needed to reach. Um, there was a chimera we had to fight. Uh, there's a bit. There was some giants. And yeah, uh, we we got to see the dwarven people succeed, uh, and we got suitably rewarded for it. Um, we got a blessing from uh, a dwarf goddess, Bolka, which is the one that Scott's cleric worships as well. Oh, so he okay. actually got to meet his god. Um, Sign this, please. Yeah, and he yes. got he, he got like a, he got a special mace, a stone mace from her as well with. Magical properties that I cannot remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, it all culminates in a showdown on the metallic um, vessel that this alien creature uh, is using and has its own time machine sending its people back through time and space. So we were successful in beating them, but it came at a price. Barry's character, Krovax, croaked. Um, kick the bucket. Yeah. So Barry's had to make a new character now <laughs> again. Oh, okay. uh, so it, so how 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 was how did Barry feel about that? He had the opportunity to bring Krovax back um, because we were doing this for like I can't remember the name of the the creature, but it was like an um, an automaton, like yeah. a mechanical being sure. that had a mastery of time so he had some sort of power that would have allowed Krovax to come back if Krovax wanted to to turn back time yeah if he could find a way and he could yeah but he chose not to yeah exactly so he is now uh, he's now an alchemist Krovax is dead he's not an alchemist now he's no no Krovax is dead yeah Barry is playing a uh, alchemist. It's like, just imagining Krovax like going back to university to 
<laughs> I'm, I'm fed up of swinging a sword. Yeah. I want to chuck bombs. Yeah. Going and studying chemistry and all that. Yeah. Getting his masters. A mature student, I believe they're called. Yeah. Do you think he'll get a hardship allowance, seeing as he's only an adventurer? Like, um, adventurers are pretty well off. Well, we're pretty well off. Okay. Given everything, all the loot. But he's dead. Got. But he is dead. So he'll never get his degree. Yeah. That is the greatest tragedy of all. Gravax <laughs> will never finish Good his Gravax. education. That he never, he never. Yeah. Barry's such a sociopath, right, isn't he? What? <laughs> That's harsh. Well, do you know what's harsh? Well, it's letting Crovax die. <laughs> That's what's harsh, Josh. He had Crovax had quite a nice sort of little character arc. Okay. He died being the hero. So. Okay. Yeah. But still. I'm watching you, Barry. Yeah, yeah. So, but the weekend overall was uh, fantastic. Uh, I know Tom puts in like a lot of blood, time sweat, and, and tears. Effort. Oh yeah, into into pulling this off. So thank you, Tom. I thanked him in person, but he, he's getting a shout out that's, in the episode. Yeah. Now. Apparently, that's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that is not enough. Does Scott also cooked for us actually? Which is oh, really yeah? nice. He he got the cookbook that is based on is it the Elder Scrolls? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh he got that and he cooked us like a beef stroganoffy stew from that and uh that was really nice. And just in general, just yeah, ate too much. Had a great time. That was like months ago. Yeah. Wish I could go back. Wait, so if you had the the Crovax machine. You I'd, just I'd keep... go. I, I, I mean, amongst other events, just keep re- yeah. replaying like you eating that stew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, eat, eat yourself to death. I don't, I don't go back. I don't know if I would uh, necessarily need to go as far back as that. I'd probably just go back to the last really nice meal I had and just have it again and again and again. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, man. They're gonna they're gonna have trouble when they put me in ironic Greek hell and they give me all this food to eat. Ah, so you like eating, do you? Well, yes, I do. Well, have all the food in the world. No, and they cackle maniacally, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. No, but I like they would consult me on this. Okay, and then so what I would do is like we'll, we'll make it like something really bland and healthy. Oh, and he has to keep eating it. <laughs> Oh, why? Yeah. Just like plates full of kale. <laughs> <laughs> kale and corn. Uh, uh, uh. With no sauce on it. Monster! Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a bit of mayo at least. No, nothing. You have to eat it dry. Oh, God. Yeah. Alright, yeah, don't send me to ironic Greek hell, please. <laughs> See, it's not as good as yeah. it sounds. Yeah, alright. Alright, point made. Are we going to do our new segment? We'll do our new segment. Um, Charlotte's had to go out on baby duty, by the way. We've not just spent the whole time just... We probably should have said that a while back. No, yeah, yeah. That, people will be listening to this like, what a couple of pricks. <laughs> just, they, might, they might well listen to that. <laughs> just that, think that so they, they, they think that the whole And they're like, no, I feel vindicated for yeah. my opinions. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh, new segment... Yeah, take it away. What's the what's the title? So we decided that because Charlotte and Josh find it really funny when I have a rant about something that annoys me, 
and there are a lot of things that annoy me and one podcast would not be enough mm-hmm. to cover them all so we've decided to start a new sog uh, a new segment segment a new segment called things that ben hates here are some things that ben hates join us now for things that ben hates and that's one of them yeah, yeah. so what what do you hate this week ben right okay so well, I, I I hate a great many things. Yeah. But I think the thing that I've zeroed in on for some reason this week is what really annoys me is when I'm reading a game review and someone says it has charm. I like that you made it tabletop related at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people were quite nervous about where this section was going. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I read a game review and someone says that it's got charm. Right. Why why? Why why does that annoy you? Because it tells you virtually nothing about that game. Mm-hmm. It's board game ease. Right. And the thing that I I'd said to you is I, I'd like to go first of all and go stop. Explain yourself. What does that mean? When well, you say that it has charm, what does that mean? Well, is it is it not obvious? But it, I, it's. I mean, like. I bet, that's, I bet that's the response you would get. Right? Is like, it not obvious? Well, look no, at it. Well, it, no. It's oozing with charm. Yeah. Not repeating what I said earlier. And it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> and the the thing about it, the thing that really annoys me, is that I bet that they do not use that word in normal day to day conversation, but for some reason it's appropriate to regurgitate it every time. They're doing a review about something. So, uh, is it just when people use it for board game reviews? I think it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of an anemic, pointless word. It's like, well, instead of using that word charm, it's it's the show don't tell. Right? Yeah. Don't don't just tell me this is really good. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Right, I get that, that. That's like so. I think what they're trying to say when a thing has charm is that. It's endearing. You just like it for what yeah. it is, right? Because you talk about a person being charming, you just like them because of their demeanour, right? Show me why you just like that for what it is. Don't just say it. It's like but, 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 okay, like and I, I, please be aware before you punch me that I am just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so, so what if it's something intangible? What if it's Something that someone's struggling to articulate about. Well, okay. why why are you writing a review <laughs> if you can't string a sentence together? <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you'd pick that line. Yeah. No, but no, right. but like, yeah, it's it's their job to articulate yeah. why something is good. Yeah. And it's like if someone like if you you're going to do it now to annoy me. Like if you write a review and say it has charm, and I'm proofreading it, I'll be just like. Go back, and ex- <laughs> go back and explain what you mean. You're gonna like what was the name of the editor from Spider Man? Oh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's the guy with the big yeah, just flat like, top throw my review back at me and demi- demand more <laughs> photographs of yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, Smoking my big cigar. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's. I, I think now that we've talked through it mm-hmm. and I understand what I'm feeling, that in essence, is what annoys me about it. 
it is redundant. It's lazy it writing. It's lazy writing. It explains nothing. And it's if if we can say that board games have charm, by extension, we we can just say, oh, this is good. Or this is bad. Yeah. Because effectively, it's the same volume of description that you're offering. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if there's any aspiring board game reviewers out there, uh, what what is your tip? And they're about they're, they're poised on the keyboard, about to describe. How Parks is charm. I, what you, what you, what you gonna, you, you're, you're gonna, a, a tiny version of you is gonna appear on their shoulder and it's gonna tell them what. Who do you want to read this? I think that's fundamentally what you should always be thinking mm-hmm. about with anything you write and see if it's complete bollocks or see if you, you actually step back and are self critical and self reflective enough to realize that you're not explaining this in a way that a 12-year-old can understand Mm -hmm. it. Why are you writing that? Because I think a lot of people don't realise, but things like that actually do throw up barriers. If people can't understand what you're saying in a review, that is a barrier to entry. You're using exclusive language. Mm -hmm. And it's there's there's a great little uh, acronym my dad uses... Because um, I'll I'll sometimes get my dad to proofread some things. Yeah. And the thing that he always says is kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Bit derogatory, but the essence of it is that... Yeah, make it idiot yeah. proof. Yeah, you, you want as many people as possible to understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I, I think that tabletop games have got a ways to go. And as far as the journalism side because of that. And charm's just an example of that. I don't know where we go from here. Well, well. Do we do we just sign off? Do we do we leave in like some sort of awkward like, post rant silence? I don't I don't know. I mean, I I feel like we we've said some quite profound things for all we weren't prepared. I know. <laughs> you take care, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, my God.